So I'm here with uh, Nikki Marshall. She's a self-described author, speaker and mentor. Uh, you run Discover Your Bounce, which is aimed at helping people who lack energy and direction. Before we get into that, just tell me a little bit about your background. You started a management accountant, is that right? Yes, I, I started working at a bank when I left school and then trained to be a management accountant when my children were small. Uh, I'd always wanted to be an accountant, strangely. Um, and I worked as a company accountant for a security company and I think it was then and also bringing the children up that I realised that what stress can do to the body. Mm -hmm. I had a couple of really stressful kind of times um, and luckily my GP was very forward thinking and referred me to a cranial osteopath. Mm -hmm who got rid of my problems within wow. 20 minutes. And I just thought, what is holistic therapy? You yeah. know, I'd always thought it was just going for a massage, feeling really chilled out. I didn't realise that the therapeutic side of it, that actually it could seriously improve your health. Mm -hmm. So I started studying while working and kind of learning some things. I learned Reiki and reflexology, Indian head massage. But it was the, the business focus. I always wanted to know about stress in business and yeah. how you could really make someone's life a lot better by helping them with their well-being. Because it's huge, isn't it? I mean, there's so many people uh, working today who are just constantly stressed all the time. This, I read a report recently that said 95% of illnesses are stress-related. So, it's, you know, the, yeah. yes, all these illnesses have all their certain symptoms, but they, there's usually a stressful cause or a trauma mm -hmm. that starts the body going through that, you know, unwell, unwell state. 95% well. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you're learning more about holistic therapies. Yes, and then I they they became more and more of my life because it was my passion and I loved it. Mm -hmm. And the accountancy was very stressful. Very quickly, it was quite obvious to me what I needed to do. So I started off by running weekend events, going part time, and had this sort of uh, integration phase, I suppose. Um, and I worked in some therapy centres part time and just got to know. A lot about it. Mm -hmm. I, I set up some well-being schemes uh, in, in different businesses, uh, but the witch's brew, I think, was my big brew? foray into it. I'd always have this dream of, of running a holistic coffee shop because I always think that holistic therapy should be every day, yep. and it's all you know our, our our ancestors and elders knew how to look after themselves, and yep. it's sort of been forgotten, and mm -hmm. we've, we've got a lot of technology and drugs have kind of taken over. Um, and the Witch's Brew, it was my husband's idea for the name, but it was a coffee shop where we sold paninis and cakes, and, you know, it was a normal coffee shop. Uh, but we had rooms at the back where people could have a massage, have, have a therapy, have a tarot reading, come and learn a, learn a therapy, have work, we had workshops there, we had authors launching books. Oh, that's good. It was a really, a really what, vibrant place. What a community. Place. Yeah. yeah, and like I say, it was my passion, so mm. I was just putting every, every minute of, of every day... <laughs> into it really stress was coming back perhaps yes because when you're passionate about something you you put everything into it but looking back I was working between 80 and 100 hours a week every week and I did that for the first three months wow and I had some part time help in the coffee shop yeah. you know my family helped out they were, they were amazing but I thought that I needed to wear all the hats I needed to do the marketing I needed to write the newsletters, I needed to do all the accounts, I needed to get all the signage done and, you know, liaise all the suppliers, mm -hmm. and I needed to do everything. That was my opinion back then. Wow. So, so you'd come from a stressful situation, you'd found ways to help relieve that, deal with it, cope with it. That led you into a new life, um, following that direction, following your passion, that actually brought more stress 
you weren't eating your own dog food in some ways. No, exactly. Wow. I mean, I'd always talked. I was always really keen to support my talk. I'd always shared on the yeah. blog and, and told people my story and, yeah. you know, keep, kept people involved. And even with the witch's brew and the challenges we faced, I was very much an open book with that. Um, but there got to be a point where I couldn't see how to get help. And I thought if I just worked another week or another two weeks, you know, how many times do you hear that? Yeah. I'll just put in a few more hours and then I'll get some help. Yeah. But unfortunately, the universe had other plans <laughs> for me. Oh dear, tell us what happened. Uh, I decided to have a weekend off. Right. Okay, <laughs> that's a good start. You know, good start. My daughter uh, had come in to run the, the shop while I was away. And we went to Lundy. Island in the Bristol Channel for diving. I was mm -hmm. a keen scuba diver, assistant instructor, qualified to 50 metres. You know that was my that was my chill out hobby. Uh, and we did two two routine dives on Lundy, and I had what's known as a bend, a decompression illness. Mm -hmm. uh, but I had a muscular skeletal and a cerebral bend, and it was the cerebral bend that caused so a stroke. Did that mean it affected your you had clots? Is it it's, clotting? It's a build of nitrogen in the okay, body, right, yeah. and usually when you dive, the nitrogen just naturally disperses. But if there's a problem in the body, the body hangs on to the nitrogen and that's what causes the problem. Oh wow, and this was throughout your body? Yeah, but particularly the brain. Yeah. So usually with a, a stroke it's a bleed in the brain. This was nitrogen bubbles in the brain that caused damage to, to the cells. So yes, age 40, uh, I'd had a stroke. Wow. On, on a time when you were trying to relax and trying to take some time off? Okay. Yeah, I, I did kind of enjoy the irony at the time as well as thinking... What am I going to do next? So your life, your life changed pretty dramatically. Yeah, because I had to look after myself. There was yeah. no, I'll do it next week. You know, right there and then, I couldn't drive my car because I couldn't find bike point on the clutch, so I couldn't get to work. Uh, I couldn't make a coffee because mm -hmm. I couldn't pour the milk. Couldn't get the balance right. Uh, I was forgetting things. There was physical pain as the muscles were starting to come back to life. Yeah. Uh, but my fingers were numb on my left hand. I couldn't feel my left leg. I knew I had one and I knew it was holding me up, but I didn't know how. Um, so yeah, my confidence really suffered, and, and you do get very fearful. When, and when someone says that word, you know, when someone gives you a medical diagnosis, there's a real weight to that, and it, it you know, it really kind of changes the way you, the way you approach life. Yeah. So what did you do after that? So, you, so you're in, the, in the, this big change in your life. A lot of things that are unfamiliar, scary. Yep. How did you deal with that? The first thing I did, Amy had come in and worked a Do, few days for me. That's my daughter. She'd come in and worked um, just what, to cover me while I was away. Mm -hmm. uh, I employed her as my manager. <laughs> so she immediately became a full-time member of staff in the, in the business. So I could step back. Uh, and for a couple of weeks, I just sat at home in the dark, uh, contemplating, mm -hmm. and I, I think that's the one thing we don't do, looking back that was great because it gave me some time, sometimes we try and make a decision too quickly, yeah. uh, but I, I took that time and my choices were I could close the business, no one would blame me for closing the business, but it was my passion and holistic therapy was my thing and I was thinking well I should be able to get myself better, I should be able to, to do this and if I can't then I'm not walking my talk. Yeah. So I decided to give it a go, not with any particular outcome in mind. I mean, the neuro uh, neurologist had said, however you are in two years is how you're going to be. Yeah. So he'd basically not really given me that much of a, of a direction. It was just see how the body goes and however it will be, you know, in two years' time, that's where you'll be stuck. Yeah. Uh, and 
He wasn't I, hopeful. No, and I, luckily I didn't agree with that. Having having seen all the amazing things that had happened with people treating them with therapies, and you know, seeing how people's pain got better and their movement got better. Um, and I read, started reading a book on uh, neuroscience, mm-hmm. so how your mind can heal your body, uh, which was amazing. There's, uh, Dr. David Hamilton writes really good stuff, and I started just adopting those approaches. Uh, and gradually, gradually, it, I mean, it took a long time, but within sort of six to eight months, I started noticing wow. That's good. some benefits. Yeah. It would just be really tiny little things. Uh, like I'd start to feel my little finger, whereas I couldn't before, and I'd, I'd lift up something and it wouldn't be lopsided. Um, and I started working with a personal trainer, which, yeah, was hysterical, doing left brain, right brain exercises. I just kept keeling over because I had no coordination. Um, a sense of humour, I think, is probably a really good thing to have. That must be wonderful to see these little things coming back, these little things you've taken for granted, and suddenly yeah. you, you could start to do little things again. Yeah, I mean, I did some easy things, like I bought an automatic car, because yeah. there's only so many times you can stall without saying really rude words. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I did things like that. But I always would do my own, be responsible for my own things. You see, I just didn't want to let other people take responsibility. I, you know, If I couldn't do it, then I'd take some time off and, and have a rest. That was my, my ethos. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to push yourself too hard. No. Um, and it was in the uh, summer of 2013, I went to a, a diving uh, medical officer and actually got my diving medical back. Oh, wow. So completely fit to dive, which meant I had all my feeling back in my hand and in my leg. I could drive a manual car if I chose. I kept my automatic one. Um, but yeah, I got my medical back and was able was to that, actually dive Was that again. a big milestone for you, seeing as that the diving had caused the stroke in the first place? Yeah, but I, I came to realise a few months before that actually that was my passion and I I got so much comfort from the diving. Yeah. That so it didn't it didn't deter you in any way? No, I was nervous the first yeah. time I went back in the water and I'm not limited in my medical but I've limited myself. So I will only do maybe one dive a day, particularly if I'm tired. Um, but I think generally I'm listening to my body. Mm-hmm. You know, we do get signs when you talk to people they have had warnings and stresses to let them know that these things are happening so I, I now listen <laughs> yes listen to your body yes good idea definitely so yes and um, I think that's what led me on to discover events because the coffee shop was going very well uh, both sides of the business were growing the alternative side and the coffee shop but I think I decided where my passion was was the working with people and Telling people that there was an alternative, that yeah. they didn't have to suffer. You know, so many times we think we need to put up with these niggles, you know, the stiff neck, or, and we can change that. So know, knowing that someone else has gone through it, that there are other people going through various things, and that you can step out of that life if you want. Yeah, and I think, you know, limitation generally, sometimes we limit ourselves with our language, or we just tell ourselves we can't. It doesn't have to be something physical. Yeah. You know, we have all these limitations. Or someone might have told you that you can't aren't good at something um, so it's really good to say okay if life was amazing what would you be doing yeah. um, and so I, I did sell the coffee shop at the end of 2012 uh, it's still running as a coffee shop 
Oh wow, um, you've been back and seen Yes, it's really strange. Has but it changed a lot or is it still that honey? So? It has, it's more, the, the holistic side is gone, it is more of just a, a coffee shop, mm-hmm. they do amazing food and cakes and things, that's it's in, running yeah. really well. That, that's so. what will get me through the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's nice getting someone else to make your coffee for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, th- and that was when I decided to focus more on the, uh, the therapies and, and Discovery of Banks was kind of born. Uh, three o'clock one morning I just woke up and thought I discovered my banks that was what I did you know life take, can take you down through illness or stress or a number of you know grief any, anything really um, but it's what you do about that yeah. to kind of bring you back up and that was where I realised my my key was if you like um, so that brings us on to the, 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 the your business now discover your bounce Tell us more about how what, what you went through shaped Discovery of Bounce and brought it into quite you know successful business from what I can see. Yeah, I think just being able to for me when you know when I had this massive event and your life kind of goes into a bit of a crater and you mm. think, crikey, how am I going to get out of this? For me, it was being able to harness my own thoughts was massive and being able to ha- to ask help from other people because yeah. I am a bit of an independent person it has been said <laughs> stubborn someone might say but in- <laughs> I like independent yes. <laughs> independent like. yes um, but I realised that when you can harness your own thoughts and actually decide to have a plan of action and mm-hmm. get other people involved in helping you with that process how powerful that was and how quickly I could change something that was viewed as impossible really yeah. and so I thought well what if I can give someone that support but also encourage them to talk to their family and work as a team if you like you know how great would that be and to start off with I just did it as an experiment with a couple of business people I knew because obviously my background is business mm-hmm. I loved being in business and in the as an accountant I always wanted to know that where the business was going and where the owners were going yeah. so I, I just practiced on some business owners and and had great results you know they started new businesses they got really engaged and inspired and other parts of their life started to improve as a result of what they were doing in, you know, with me. So, so it wasn't just the business side that improved their, their business life, it was personal life as well? Yeah, I mean, mm. I say I work mainly with business people, um, but I do work with uh, teenagers and mums, mm-hmm. and, you know, but my niche has always been the business people. But you find that it ripples the effect. Yeah, you know, you're because you're still talking to the person, and yeah. it, they've just got different... Uh, a different personality in these different worlds, but st- it's still there. Yeah. And that person then goes home feeling yeah. happy. Yeah. So, you know, yourself within three seconds of someone coming, coming through the door, if they're happy or if they're stressed, that has an impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just thought if I can change one person, then that will ripple through three families, really. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it became really... Uh, it evolved into a six-week programme. So I can do it all in one day if someone is really busy and just wants uh, a bite-sized chunk. Wouldn't um, that defeat your objective a little bit? If I Well, I, I give them six weeks in one day, but then I offer three months support afterwards. Okay. So every week we have a, a it's chat. It's going to be a lot to take in. It is a lot to take in, um, but there's a, a recording of everything. Uh, so right. they can then record, listen to the recordings in their own time. There's meditations that go with it as well. Mm-hmm. So it is, yeah, it's it sort of... 
my uh, sort of theory on it is if you can immerse yourself in it just for that six week yeah. period okay. then you'll carry on doing that for the rest of your life so you're giving the primer about everything and then you've got the tools for them to carry on and revisit bits of it yeah. Yeah. and if there is just a breathing technique that you can remember in the car when you're running late and you yeah. know you know, if you can just do take three deep breaths for example yeah. that, that will then change and you won't go into that spiral of stress you know it's, it's just these little uh, sort of nudges that stop you going down an old an old habit or an old pattern I suppose um, but yeah and then we, I decided to trademark last summer because I realised it was here to stay mm-hmm. um, and then through people I've met I've, I've got three licensees now who are also uh, running Discovery Banks and giving you know t- delivering the programme so are you franchising that out is that that model or, uh, it's I'm... a licence okay. so it's not quite as intense it gives the licensee more reign to do it their own way so you still um, you still retain control of the overall business and how it operates and then you allow them to use the same assets under that yeah yeah so they obviously use our trademark and and our material but Mm -hmm. they can bring their own personality into it it's not quite you know a franchise is every single process has to be documented i want people to have their own sort of personality with it as well yeah that's an interesting way of doing it um and allows you to still retain some element of control and develop the business over time yeah and every year we renew uh so I ask them if they're still happy and they ask me if I'm still happy and you know it's like a collaboration I think that's where I, I didn't want it to be too dictatorial <laughs> it sounds like a nice way to do business <laughs> yeah yeah but you know it's been great and I've had great fun I've had more fun in this uh, than I've, I've loved everything I've done for different reasons but I think this is the one that I can really really see as the keeper <laughs> for me yeah and is it, is it nice to be working with other people who um, believe in not believe in what you say is in a following sense, but they, they agree with you. They've probably gone through it and they they really like what you put together. It must be nice working with other people and developing that rather than just all on your own. Yeah, because they've had different challenges to yeah. me. But, you know, we all have a story. We all have times when our life doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, I, it would be lovely if everyone could say, no, nothing bad's ever happened. But usually there's a, there's a reason that we get to where we are. So they've, they all bring their individual stories and their ways of coping, mm-hmm. and so they can they can add you know they can add to it and bring their own uh, sort of authenticity to it. I think, um, but yeah, it's worth you know I love having that interaction and it's great because then you can boost each other. Um, yeah. you, know, you can help each other, suggest different things. So the program is always evolving slightly, but to this this kind of framework. Mm-hmm. So you run Discover Your Bounce. Um, and you also, and you told me this last time we spoke, you hosted a podcast, is that right? Yeah, was this, Yeah, how long ago was that? What, how did you get into that area? That was, uh, I'd sold the Witch's Brew, and it was before Discovery Banks kind of came in properly, so I was doing some therapies, uh, just teaching Reiki, okay. doing, it was, it was kind of a quieter period, you mm-hmm. know, I just sold the coffee shop, which was a really intensive <laughs> process. Uh, so in the calm period, I suppose, um, a friend and I were approached to do an internet radio show. Right. So it was uh, on a channel called Paramania, and they were about the holistic and the esoteric, no, the, the paranormal and the esoteric. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had all sorts of different shows, but we went on and did the Do Something tour. Yeah. Because we kind of said that you need to get practical, and if life needs to change, then you need to do something, yeah. whatever that something is. Uh, so yeah, our producer was either in, in uh, London or in America, in um, 
he was in Atlanta actually. Uh, Dad was in Glastonbury and I was in Bristol. Mm -hmm. and it was all done over Skype. Oh wow! Uh, and the internet. So we did have a couple of crashes <laughs> where the internet disappeared. Um, but it was all recorded and we just hung some night. But every week we would have it was live two hours every week. Two um, hours. Wow, that's, two that's hours. an impressive marathon. Yeah. So we'd interview someone. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, people who had written books maybe or mm -hmm. done a particular talk or had a, a specialist kind of on the holistic side specialist field um, and then the second half we would open up to discussion so mm -hmm. we'd have a theme and we'd get there was a chat room so we'd get people involved right, asking well. questions so you get so, feedback from people who were listening was it so it was live so people listening could then feedback into the chat yeah the I think there was a 10 second direct de uh, delay yeah. on there still but, yeah. that's not bad <laughs> it was and it was quite intense, you know, because you were talking to your producer, making mm -hmm. sure the timings were right in, in the chat box. You were also in, in the forum kind of chatting to the listeners while speaking live. It's a lot to manage. <laughs> it, was a, it was a lesson in multitasking. The first couple of weeks, I thought my brain was going to explode, cause trying to do it all. Had you ever done anything, anything in radio before or audio work? So was this completely new to you? No, I've been interviewed on radio a few times. I've been on uh, like Radio Bristol yeah. and uh, Radio Somerset, and uh, you know a few. In I've had interviews, but no, this was the first time. And I think we we just saw the fun in it. I think that was the thing. Even with the Witch's Brew, with everything it, at the start, it, I just saw the fun in things and thought, well, why not? Yeah. You know. Um, and actually, by the end, we were we were pretty slick, to be honest. We had a jingle, you know. <laughs> We had everything. It was good fun. Now I tried to find it online. Is it available to listen to? I don't think so. Oh. I don't think so. Are you, are you going to be doing that sort of thing again? Uh, we've had discussions because uh, life got really busy. I launched Discovery Banks, yeah. um, but also had to take some time with the family. And, and so being like, you know, being there for a live show, mm -hmm. you can't just not be there one week. Uh, and uh, there has been talk though, because we did a couple of live sort of stand-up events as well where we would just ask the audience and see who came along very brave um, <laughs> and say you know any any questions on life yeah. for instance one person just said uh, I just remember this she said I've got a friend uh, who who keeps being mean to me mm -hmm. what's the spiritual approach and we just said well they're not a friend because yeah. if they're being mean to you yeah. she said you know I'd never thought of that you know we have these people in our life who can have these amazing either positive or negative effects on us and, and she, it, it was always about stepping out and having a different view and so I would say something and Deb would say something and we'd have different opinions and uh, yeah just get feedback it was, it was good fun so who knows it's on the same vein as Discovery Banks really it, it is and it sounds like from, from what, um, the way you talk about it it's, it's something you'd <laughs> want to do again yeah it was great fun you know because people are amazing and they yeah. have amazing capabilities and sometimes all it takes is that tiny little piece of the puzzle for them to then go off and, and do something brilliant. Along a, a similar vein, I've been listening to um, some national public radio um, podcasts um, and there's one which I'll, the name will come to me, um, but it's, it's called Snap Judgment and it's basically people's stories. So they're telling these stories, they put, put a bit of uh, music bed to it and uh, maybe make it a bit more dramatic but it's it's lovely listening to these stories however um, subtle some of them may be some of them are dramatic some are very subtle but it's lovely listening to these little stories from around the world of just things that happen just little slices of life yeah. Um, so yeah that's Snap Judgment on NPR I think it's, I'll put a link in, um, in the notes okay um, yeah well I'd, I'd definitely listen if you did that again it sounds like it could be quite fun you also um, self-published 
at least two books, is that right? And was it the first one was An Everyday Witch? Now, this seemed quite interesting. I, I had a look on Amazon. It's rated 4.8 out of 5, um, which isn't bad, <laughs> I think. quite impressed. I, I mean, okay, so this is a, um, a paperback, so it's not just a digital version, yeah. which a lot of people might go for if they're self-publishing. Um, where did that story come from, and why did you go self-publish? And, you know, tell, tell me a little bit about that. I think... Um I'd always been interested in, in publishing and writing a book and An Everyday Witch is based on, it's a story, it has a once upon a time and a happy ever after mm-hmm. and it's based upon a character called Tabby who worked in a bank, trained to be an accountant while bringing up her children and discovered she was psychic and found holistic therapy. Okay. So it's completely fictional. Yeah, not related to no anyone. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the idea was I wanted it to be a story, it was yeah. really important to me and I did have a publisher interested in it but they wanted me to write it as an autobiography and I yeah. said no because that that wasn't the point um, so I decided I'd find out about self-publishing again it seemed fun at the time um, and I did write a book I'd been publishing tips on Facebook just tips to love your life um, and I had about 200 of them so I took 100 of them and mm-hmm. published a book called 100 tips to love your life just to see the process of self-publishing. Oh, wow. So it's a hundred pages, just as an experiment. page, to see what I could, you know, to see if I could do it. Yeah. Um, and someone had mentioned uh, completelynovel.com, which is a, a self-publishing house. Completelynovel.com, I'll make a note of that, yeah. Yes, and they were, you know, they were really helpful, there was support, uh, but you sent them a Word document and, it, you know, the system formatted it and you could decide who published it, you know, what publishing house you would use and um, what printer, sorry. Um, so I published 100 tips and you know, gave a copy to my mum and, and thought that would be it. Um, I think it's actually sold about 200 copies uh, and I did produce a Kindle version yep. of that, which is, which is selling still. Um, and, and so then an everyday witch came after that. Okay. So I think it was about 30,000 words. Might have been a little bit more after the editing process because you get to that point where you just don't want to see the script again because you've, <laughs> you've looked at so many drafts. Um, and... Yeah, I decided to, to self-publish, um, and again, I think that's about 200 copies as well, and again, there's a Kindle version, um, but it, yeah, it was a lovely process to It was a good process. To do. I bet there's quite a big curve to start with in terms of learning all the different yeah. things that you should do or shouldn't do. Yeah, and also the writing style, because I'd written it over three years, but oh, right. in that period I'd done a lot of freelance articles for magazines and lots of blogs and newsletters, and so my writing style was a lot better mm-hmm. by the end, so I had to actually go and rewrite the first three, oh, first right, three yes, chapters, of course. because yeah. I wasn't speaking in the same style. I wonder if that's quite common for a lot of people starting out. But... I would think so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, luckily I had great support. Um, my daughter read and reread the book so many times at the end she said can you just let someone else read it please because much as I love you you know there's only so many times you can read it were you quite hesitant about pushing the button to say let's go with this this is the right one yes I'd, I'd been faffing I'd written I'd finished it in the in the June that was 2011 no, 2013 it came out mm-hmm. in the June 2012 I'd finished the manuscript and I'd done nothing with it for a few months and then I'd always talked about it, and again, my daughter Amy said, I think you either need to publish it or you need to forget it. Yeah. Again, the whole do something theme was coming yeah. up to poke me. So I said, right, I'm going to publish this by my birthday, which was February. And when you've actually told people and said it out loud, then it becomes a big thing, right, <laughs> yeah. if, you can't, if you don't do it. Um, so we then, the final editing uh, process was quite intense. 
uh, because they're going to, you know, it's going back down into the, is this the right word yeah. to use in this phrase? This doesn't flow right, or you've missed a full stop, or, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the books were delivered two days before my birthday, and we had a, a launch party where I just invited family and friends, and uh, my husband had tears in his eyes when I sort of told my story at the launch, which was, whenever it, like, he'd come to talks, he'd always said, you know, your presentation's quite good, but here's a bit of feedback, and because you know, he does presentations in his job, okay. but he just sat there in awe and didn't say anything, and afterwards just said, that was amazing, and that was, that was worth, you know, that was a praise enough, really. <laughs> I think it's uh, fascinating. I mean, you, you've taken leaps into the unknown and don't, certainly now don't seem too phased by it, but maybe were at the time. But I think it's great that you, you're willing to try these things and push all the way through. I'm, I'm sure there's so many people who start the process, go through a lot of the hard work, but don't do that extra 10% and, and leave it. And if, if they were able just to push through a little bit more. Yeah, because I'm definitely a shiny object person. I'm always <laughs> onto the, the new thing, you know, the, the latest, or I want to be yeah. involved in something. I'm not a completer finisher yeah. at all in this, any that way. Was, that before. must have been hard for you then. So, I, yeah, I always want to go on to the new thing. But I think uh, one thing I, I find working with people, you know, when you do have a mentor, you know, I've got mentors in my business, and when you have that accountability and you actually say, I'm going to do this by then, there is that extra push to yeah. do it, um, and I think you need the passion behind it. You know, there are there are a lot of things that I've started and not finished. You know, my mum's got some knitting of when I was at school and a, a dress project, and in the end, I said, "Look, I'm never going to finish those." You know, I'm 44. I really don't think so. Um, but I think when there is that passion, and if I can help one person, if I get an email from someone to say what you said made a difference, and I was able to go on and dot 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 whatever that was that's it that's it for me so I'm only ever doing it for one person yeah. um, and we'll see you know we'll see where the journey goes but yeah that's, it's a good way to look at it um, so not content with um, everything else you're now finalists in the is it the inspiring women awards in fact most of the people involved in discover your bounce are, are involved, uh, finalists yeah it's um, a company called dancers in success and yeah. um, they run a networking for ladies um and they're quite a supportive group about uh, women in business and being able to the work-life balance. So I really like the ethic of what they're about. And um, yeah, we had nominations. So uh, I'm in the overcoming adversity category, all about the dive accident and, and what happened. And uh, Leanne, Laura, and Amy. Leanne and Laura are both my licensees, mm -hmm. and Amy is my daughter, uh, but she's got her own business just for our social media. That's right, she's a media trainer. Yeah, like the, the brand and the story behind the brand yeah. which I really she like she's been really helpful in our business uh, but they're all in uh, Women to Watch Rising Star oh, right, category yeah. so the, the votes have, the voting's now closed Drumhole. It's this, this so Saturday. This that, Saturday, yeah. So it live on the night. Right, so I'll have to post an update to say how you do. Hopefully yeah, so all winning. four of us will be there in our frocks. Uh, but even the fact to get to the final ten. Um, I think it's great. The fact that you're finalist. I mean, it, it just just to help recognise, you know, just from a promotional point of view is great, but just personally being recognised because you you is that right? You can't enter this yourself. You have to be nominated to enter it. Yeah, someone yeah. else has just, to nominate. Just the fact that someone's nominated and you think you're good enough just to be entered is correct. Yeah. 
And there was earlier on in the year there was the Venus Women Awards okay. in Bristol, and I, I was a finalist in two categories. So that's the top five. I think they had between eight and nine hundred nominations, and I got down to the final five in uh, Networker of the Year and International Business. And actually, when you when you stand up like on the evening, you hear the stories of the people that are in your category, and it was just amazing to think, mm. wow, I got, I'm one of five out of that. You know, it's not about oh I didn't win, it's about hang on, I got to the final with you know someone read my story, and it was yeah. all judged by a panel. So, and this is all public vote. So it's someone decided to take the extra time to you know put me forward. So did you win? Uh, no, I got to the final five. No, no I, I still think it's impressive. <laughs> I just needed to know. <laughs> but International Business, the lady that ran it, uh, runs an international uh, lingerie company and they sell in 80 companies worldwide. And I was in the five top. I, I, I still think that's impressive. I just anyway. thought that was amazing, yeah. considering our first licensee uh, in Sweden was only last November and this was February. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it was exciting. No, you've done well. So you, you've had, I mean, I was going to have a question here to ask you about your challenges in business, but I think we've covered a lot of those. Um, perhaps, just to finish off, can you give me um, two, two tips, really, that have helped you in, in business life, particularly in, in marketing, you know, things where you've, you've obviously had a lot of projects here, and you need to start a lot of things and get interest from people. So what, yeah. what two sort of tips on marketing yeah, have been really useful for you? was thinking about this in advance. <laughs> so you've done your um, homework. I have. So the first thing I think is, is to be exciting, to actually have, have your story and to share your story. Um, because you know, there are a lot of people doing the same thing, but you make you unique. Yeah. So for example, in the Witch's Brew, we had, we had a flood where we had to close for a few days, all the flooring had to be lifted up. Um, and some people would have taken that as a real shock in their business and got really negative about mm. it. We told everyone on Facebook, we had photos of firemen when they came in to help us out, you know, yeah. we just made a joke out of everything. Yeah. And then a week later, we still had no flooring, so technically, you know, it, some people would have stayed shut. Um, we had a phoenix from the flames party and just invited all our friends yeah, for extra cake. And it was one of our busiest days. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, use, when something happens, what is the marketing angle on that? What can you do to share and to get your audience involved with you? Mm-hmm. So they feel they're coming along for the journey. Um, but the second thing I think goes back to when I said about being stressed and wearing all the hats. That mm-hmm. I think that's a massive challenge. And in marketing, you know, be focused on what you're sharing. Some, sometimes it's easy to say we're doing this and we're doing this, and all these different things yeah. are running around. Yeah. But if you can be really focused on your marketing, and I think I've learned that less is more. I think mm-hmm. in the beginning I was sharing absolutely everything, and now it's like where, where's our focus? Yeah. What's our theme? What we're we going through? And then you can follow it through and actually have a plan <laughs> so I think yeah those would be my two excellent thank you thank you so much for giving me some of your time to talk about um, these challenges that you faced I think it's really shaped where you are now you, I mean, certainly you, you feel you're in a better position now yeah when I look back my diet wasn't necessarily great. Mm. I was probably drinking a little bit more red wine than I possibly should. I was getting up early and going to bed late, and there were all these things. I mean, I, I work with a personal trainer twice a week. I'm in better shape than I probably was in my 20s. <laughs> um, and I think, you know, the, the whole attitude and, and having 
having things to laugh about and just to appreciate where you are, mm. I think, you know, that, that's, yeah, I, I love what I do and I love my life around it. So. Yeah. But people shouldn't wait for that crash no, before they, they recommend it. No. It's a bit extreme. It's, it's sometimes better just to have a little word with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I say to people, it's, it's the power of three. If three things try and stop you, car won't start, lose your keys, phone breaks, those kind of things. Just take a step back and go, am I going too fast? Yeah, you know, that's actually that's a, really... a good advice. The power of three. Yes. So look out for those three signs. Okay. Thanks for the third tip. Okay. Um, so just to sign off, where can we where can we find you online? Uh, we're very active on social media. So bounce to success okay. number two. Bounce to success is our Twitter. Bounce number two success. Yeah. Yeah. Facebook. Discover your bounce. You can find our Facebook page, and we often quite ask for opinions and discussions on there. Sure. Uh, and our website has recently relaunched uh, discoveryourbanks.com. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a, a free report, uh, nine reasons why your life isn't bouncing and how to overcome them. Uh, you just put pop your email address in and, and that's a report that I've kind of produced for, to, for people to help. I will be subscribing to that later. Um, and I'd like to thank, uh, we're at Chiquitos in Longwell Green, um, where there's a, we, we both come to a 4N uh, networking meeting. And so they, they do one of the best breakfasts, don't tell anyone else. Um, yeah, so Jakuto's in Longwood Grove for the music and the coffee atmosphere and the sounds as we've been talking. Definitely been keeping it real. They have, they have. Um, yeah, so thank you very much. And uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Ben Kinnaird. Thanks, Ben. <laughs>